0: welcome 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 to uh the actual first podcast in season five after the introduction okay so that is called this show today is called expect change and you are listening to your show fruit for your soul i'm your host cardelia reed thank you for joining me today you could spend so many other your time doing so many other things Uh, The fact that you're spending it with me means a lot, and I'm going to make sure that it is worth your time. So thank you. You know, I I came up with this title, Expect Change, Expect Change. Uh, You know, this is the season of change, and have you ever been in a situation where you got so used to bad things happening, and then because you were afraid that something bad may happen, and you wanted something good to happen really badly... But you were so used to the bad things happening and you wanted something good to happen. But you were so afraid that you were expecting something bad because it kept that's what's been happening before. Right. And then you went into the situation or you were waiting for a decision to occur or a result or something. And of course, the result was, yes, you guessed it, bad. Now, why did that happen? Now, is it because you were expecting? Excuse me, you are expecting bad. I think that um that is something that the enemy holds over us so many times. And the only way the enemy knows about that expectation because you verbalize it multiple times. Multiple times. He only he only works off of our words, right? So he's heard you say, "Oh my gosh, I know it's going to turn out to be this way, but I'm hoping it's the other way. And thus it turns out the bad way. You know, I was in the season in my life one time where I could not get out of that that entire situation. Um, I wasn't very spiritual. And every time I wanted something good to happen, this was right before I was getting ready to go to graduate school. My acceptance in the graduate programs, the test that I was taking to graduate from undergrad, everything I just was so stressed about all of that that I kept just expecting bad, even though I was hoping good. And I would verbalize that over and over and over again. And it kept coming out, sometimes bad, sometimes mediocre, but never really great. You know what I mean? If I was applying for a really, really good school, I got rejected. (laughs) It was just awful. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't even know how I got through that time in my life. It was so bad. <clears throat> what I didn't understand was that uh, we're spiritual beings. And I didn't understand the enemy was working off my words. I didn't understand that there was a spirit of just oppression hanging over me. And I kept calling on that spirit over and over and over again. Whenever I said, oh my God, please don't be this. Please don't be that. Or please just begging. Uh, whenever I talked to God, I begged him. And I never had any kind of relationship with him because I was begging him for the one thing that I wanted. And he didn't hear that. He didn't even even bother. And I didn't even understand that. So how in the world did I get out of that situation? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. This went on for probably ugh, maybe three years of my life, which is I think is a long time uh, to deal with that. It's actually no time when it comes to your entire life. But it's a long time to go through a vicious cycle. I would say things like, don't jinx it, don't jinx it. Just really crazy uh, worldly terms that we use. And there's no such thing as jinxing when it comes to spirituality in the Holy Spirit. But um, I remember one day I was in my apartment and I heard the Holy Spirit say, and I wasn't even acknowledging the Holy Spirit because I, I wouldn't know what I was talking about at the time. But I used to call it, you know, your intuition or gut feeling. That's what the world says about it. But I clearly heard him say, step out on faith and try again. And that was after I had gotten rejected to this school. I had gotten rejected to many schools, actually. And I had good grades, to be honest with you. There was no reason. There's no explanation for the rejection I got. There's no explanation. My grades were exceptionally good. Um... You know, I had all these honors and accolades, but I remember the Holy Spirit said, step out on faith. Because I could have gone several different ways, you know, waiting for one school. Should I go to that program? Blah, blah. Nothing that the average person didn't go through at the age of 21, you know, that was in college and wanted to go to graduate school. But he said, step out on faith. And I, I finally did it. But it took that inner voice. To, to have me get out of that entire spiral. When he said, step out on faith, I never applied to any more schools. I waited for the other school. And sure enough, I ended up going to that school. That school was Case Western Reserve University, which is crazy because I couldn't get out of that. I couldn't get out of that spiral. And I remember looking back after a couple of years and I would see all these people that seemed their lives seemed to run so smoothly. And I would say, how is it that my life was so bad? I, I couldn't understand that. Well, one of the things that uh, you will not uh, get explained to you that will not, that's not explained to us in average church is spiritual warfare. And in spiritual warfare, there could be an evil spirit just hanging over us, hanging over our family line, hanging over us. That's just refusing to allow us to get into a situation. Now, was I sinning at that time? Absolutely, I was sinning. Uh, so, of course, the enemy had a case he pulled against me and he would not allow that certain things to happen in my life. And I don't there's no way I would have understood that. That because I, I just wasn't uh, mentally prepared to open up my mind and spirit to understand that. But this is why I have this podcast. This is why I talk, because some people don't understand why isn't something working out for me? This is where prayer breaks things off and binds certain spirits that's hanging over your life and preventing things from happening to you. So who's going to give me my three years back? The Holy Spirit, of course. (laughs) That's not something I worry about now. But this is why I call this podcast Expect Change. Now, when I say expect change, I mean good, positive, uh, wonderful, extreme, victorious change in every area of your life, in your health in your marriage, in your ministry, in your finances, in your friendships, in your household, in all of your relationships, and you know, businesses, in your jobs, everything. Expect good change, all right? So I can say that from the bottom of my heart because I understand what it means to be in the situation where you're not seeing the kind of change you want to occur. Now, with that said, I know people who are not that spiritual, and uh they have been going through that process for over 20 something years. We don't have that kind of time, right? And that's why I have this podcast again. They they just can't figure it out. They're not going to be able to figure it out. Um they just they just have to be able to let go and and, and give their lives to Jesus and they just decide they don't want to do that because it's not for them. And that's okay because you have choices. That's why God left us with um he left us with the ability to have free will. What's not okay is how you suffer yourself and dying and not knowing where your soul is gonna spend eternity, um, you know, because we are just living off of what we see. So that's why we have to be able to expect good change in our lives, because right now, we're in the process of seeing uh, a change that the world has never seen. With this COVID thing, uh, it's a change the world has not seen before. And with the way uh, things have been brought upon us, uh, when the world changes again, it's going to be different. So right now is our time to really uh, dig our heels and decide what we want in our lives. So let me ask you a question. What do you want in your life? Okay, okay. Whether you want in your life. How about you make a list of those things that you want in your life right now. If you have not already um, done that. Now Habakkuk two two Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. Says write the vision make it clear. Now you're not going to see the change you want until A, you decide, A, you're going to give your life over to Jesus. That's your salvation prayer today. I've decided to give my life over to Jesus. I believe that he died and he was raised from the grave and he is alive. He is alive in my heart. He's alive today. And right now I am saved because of that. So that is your salvation prayer. If you have not already done that, if you've been following me throughout this entire podcast season, you're already there. You're already there, but you may not see the change that you want to occur in your life. If you're someone who inhabits are already spiritual and you picked up this podcast for the first time uh thank you for listening it's not a coincidence that you are listening to this i know there's change you want so where do you want to go where do you want to go um i'm gonna make sure i say this again i said this in the introductory i'm gonna go to psalms 24 1 the earth is the lord the fullness thereof the world and those that dwell therein in other words whatever you want whatever you want it is god and only god that gives you the ability to get it Because the world is his. It is not man's world. Man is doing what he thinks he can do. He's trying to control what he thinks he can't control. You can't control what other men are doing. You can't control what COVID is doing in this world. You can't even control yourself most of the time. So at the end of the day, you have to acknowledge that this world is not ours. It is the Lord's. It is God's world. You have to be able to recognize that. That's number one. So that is the first step to get into where you want to go. Write it down. What do you want? I made a list of things that I wanted to occur in my life um, for the first time every single thing last May. And, you know, I have to be honest with you. That list started to occur almost immediately. It started changing and things started changing in my life. And it's like if something happens when you put the pen on, your pa- on the paper and you put your belief in Jesus, say, God, these are the things I want to occur in my life. And you declare and you give them over to Jesus. And you'll be surprised once you start doing what God's word says do. You'll be surprised at how fast God starts to move in your life. Okay. All right. um, It is really on my heart to talk about something right now, because one of the things I know that's keeping us from getting the change that we want to see occur is the ability to forgive others. And I'm going to tell you something that, There are things you may want in your life that you're not seeing. Um, Some of the biggest things I always see right now is marriage, whether you've been married before you want to get remarried. Um, Right now, you may want um, finances, things like that. And you have these offenses against your neighbors, against your brothers, against someone you used to be in a relationship with. Um, You're still hurting. You're just not able to let go. That is the number one thing I've seen in a lot of people, just unforgiveness in their heart that prevents them from growing. When you see a person who doesn't forgive, you see a person who is not growing. It keeps us stagnant. All right. So I just want to hone in on that. And if you will, go with me to Matthew 18. Chapter 18, 21st verse. I want to explain to you what the Bible says about unforgiveness. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put um, how you can put this into application mode for yourself. Okay, starting from verse 21. Then Peter, this is the King James Version. Then Peter, then came Peter and said to him, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him until seven times? He's asking, Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king who would make a reckoning with his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him that owed him 10,000 talents. But as much, but for as much as he had not wherewith to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And the Lord of that servant, being moved with compassion, released him. Being moved with compassion, that's important, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred shillings. And he laid hold on him and took him to the throat, saying, Pay what thou owe. So his fellow servant fell down and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee. And he would not but went and cast him into prison till he till he should pay that which was due. So when his fellow servant saw that was done, they were exceeding sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord called unto him and said to him, Thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all debt because thou besoughtest me. Should not thou also have mercy on thy fellow servant, even as I have mercy on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him into the tormentors till he should pay all that was due. Now, ending at verse 35, so shall also my heavenly father do unto you, if you forgive not everyone his brother uh, from your heart. That's really critical. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons why we hold on to uh, hurt and un- inability to forgive is because we're just, we, we're, we're kind of just so turned off by it. We're angered by it. And um, our flesh just doesn't want to let go. And the torment that that brings us, it just behooves us to not forgive. Now, I'm saying this like it's easy, but it is easy when you have the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to let go. Under no circumstances are you going to be able to let go by yourself. You just can't. You're not designed that way. God made us to depend 100% on him. So he sends his spirit that gives us the supernatural ability to let go of something that someone has done to us. And only can you do that through the Holy Spirit. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I, I put this into practice because I said, you know, I really don't want to be turned over to tormentors. I've, I've been in torment in my life. And I put that clearly in my book that I just a little dire relationship truth. I put that clearly in my book and. Um, it's not fun to torment because you don't realize that you're not. You may say, oh, I forgive, but yet you're holding on to the hurt. hurt. You're holding on to the anger. Are you punishing someone supposedly by not speaking to them? The only person that's being punished and hurt and tormented is you. I can guarantee you that. Most likely, if someone did you wrong, this is just the most likeliness, they don't really care because they did you wrong, right? They're the ones that did the wrong. Now, you know, if it's someone that truly loves you and moved by compassion, they'll apologize. They'll say this will never happen again. I need to work on myself. They really are sorry for what they did. But most of the time, because of the kind of world that we live in, people don't care how they treat you. And if they're hurting over something, which is most of the world is, if they're broken, which is most of the world is when they're very worldly. hurt people, hurt other people critically, critically. I know many people, all they do is hurt and they give out hurt. They speak hurt. They do hurtful things. That's just how they live because they're so broken. And these are people in church, by the way. Uh, They just are self-righteous. They have a lot of pride. They don't care how they make you feel. All right. So the only person that's being tormented is you, the one who don't forgive. But you cannot do it by yourself. You have to do it with the Holy Spirit. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, it's not fun to torment. And this is critical to know when you don't forgive, and I'm bringing it back to my subject now demons enter into your life. They keep entering into your life. The more you talk about it, the more you bring in bad things happen to you because the enemy hears that and he, he turns it up as many notches as he can for you to hurt and torment yourself because all he cares about is killing, stealing, and destroying. So that you're not going to see any growth or change in your life. Why would you? If he's steadily tearing you down, he's using you to tear your own life down. How is your life going to be built up? It can't be built up and torn down at the same time. That's not going to happen. So I'm going to tell you once again, people who don't forgive are not growing. They are stagnant. And the devil's voice is a lot louder in their head than God's voice. It's a lot louder. And then the devil stays in front of them. They're constantly fighting after what the devil's doing to them. They're reacting to everything in life. And there's absolutely no change. All right. If there is change, it's change they believe they created. And once they believe they create that change, they're working hard to make sure that change is maintained. You know, like these, uh, oh, I worked really, really hard, so now I'm a multimillionaire, and they're working hard to make sure those millions stay. Now, forget about those so-called friends that's in their lives, just tearing them down. That's why you see a lot of people, a lot of people that um, have a lot of money, they are very mentally ill. Okay, because so many demons have entered and they're trying so hard to maintain and work and control things themselves, they have run themselves mentally ill. Now, I'm not saying this to criticize or to judge because I deeply care about who you are and what you're going through, but this is the kind of world we live in. And you see a lot of people who um, who are who have put their heart into their treasure, which is what the Bible speaks of, they have a lot of headaches and they have a lot of double-mindedness. And a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. How can you expect good change when your life is being torn down? So this is why I started out and said, okay, if you're someone who have a mental illness, and I've worked as a psych mental health nurse for a while. So I've worked with people that are mentally ill kids also, that the rule says are mentally ill. In my mind, they're not. And from the way I see it, they're not, okay? But um, if you've been diagnosed with a mental illness, Right now, the enemy wants you to think that you're crazier than what you could ever be because he's making the world seem like it's just, is not stable. Um And actuality is not, but he wants you to look at it worse than what it actually is. That's why I started out with Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord, the fullness of the world and those that dwell therein. everything God does is good. Everything he does is good. You have to be, if you want to see a situation change, you have to be the change and the light in that situation. And you can only do that with the Holy Spirit. I cannot stress that enough. So um, expect, you have to be in a situation where you're expecting good change. And you have to know where your life is going to go by writing those things down. You have to understand that everything that you do, God gives you the ability to do it. And if you receive a reward for it, whether it's money, whether it's a spouse, whether you're uh, if you have a child that went off and he's coming home, as far as like the prodigal son is concerned, be it known that God is always the source for everything. God is always the source. But first, you got to be able to know that you don't own this world. You will never own this world. God does. And that's the most important thing. And I'm just going to recommend that you go to Psalms 24 and just read that entire chapter because it's a blessing. I actually, um, that is a chapter I pray over my life every day because you have to be in the mind of what God is doing on this earth and what's getting ready to occur. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop right there and move on to um expect change part two. Uh I want to thank you for listening and um I'm gonna pick up on the next show. <clears throat> so I mentioned my book earlier, Little Diary of Relationship Truth. Sometimes I talk really fast and the words kind of run together. So I'll make sure I say that clearly and distinctively. Cardelia Reed, last name R E I D. You can get the book off Amazon. Um, I love to hear feedback from you, love at cardelia.com, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A.com. And tune in, keep tuning in. You can find my podcast on all the, basically the uh, platforms out there that have podcasts. Uh, The good thing now about using the platform that I use, they put the podcast out everywhere, everywhere. So everywhere you can possibly hear podcasts, I'm going to be out there. So thank you so much for listening. Please tune in for the next show. If nothing else, remember Jesus loves you and so do I.